0: click on the big red Tell Me More button and start creating your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I can't tell you how excited I am to bring you today's featured guest, Alexi Panos. Alexi, welcome to the show.
1: Ah, thank you so much. I'm so, so happy to be here.
0: For anybody listening who may not have heard of Alexi yet, you're probably living under a rock, but (laughs) we'll fill you in anyhow. She is actually a leader in the emergent wisdom movement. She's on a mission to take personal development mainstream by synthesizing big ideas into fun bite-sized nuggets of goodness that then spread throughout the world and create a ripple effect of positivity and love. She is a transformational vlogger, a speaker, and writer who has actually been named one of Origin magazine's top 100 creatives changing the world She's the winner of the Elixir Magazine's Millennial Mentor Award, one of the top 15 women that wow by Creative Magazine, and one of the stars of the breakout documentary, The Abundance Factor. Alexi is truly shaking things up with her passionate and energetic delivery, making a unique mark on the world. Her forthcoming book is called 50 Ways to Yay. She uh, is having that published by Simon & Schuster and it'll actually be out in June of 2016, so make sure and mark your calendar. So whether Alexi is speaking and facilitating workshops around the world with her transformational bridge method, drilling clean water wells through her nonprofit, that's called Epic E P-I-C, dishing insights from her own personal quest for truth in her books and blogs, or inspiring 2 million plus viewers as host of her compelling and inspirational YouTube series, she's completely obsessed with creating experiences that matter, that move and inspire people into greatness and authentic selves. Alexi, let us know if there's anything we missed in that intro and, and give us a little insight into your personal life.
1: Yeah, well, you know, that that was a great introduction and um, you, you covered it, you covered it all. Um, and my personal life is really just a beautiful reflection of everything that I'm up to. I'm truly, truly, truly committed to, to living my best life and stepping into my personal greatness and, and really aligning with my authenticity in all aspects. And I have the amazing fortune and challenge of working with my, my fiance, soon to be husband in you know, a little less than a month at this point and and it's such a beautiful gift to have somebody to be my spiritual workout buddy to constantly be challenging me to rise into my greatness and because we do this work together there's nowhere to hide you know and i i i used to i used to date amazing people but i used to get away with a lot you know i used to get away with being in victim mode and being in my small self and and working with a partner who's as committed to his own transformation as he is to our joint transformation and what we're up to in the world it's just really a fantastic fantastic opportunity for me to keep expanding what's possible for me as a human being
0: that is great and alexi is it okay if we let the world know who this this future husband is of yours
1: sure my my mystery future husband is uh preston smiles who i believe was on your show a little while ago yes he
0: was (laughs) yeah so some of you listening you may be like oh that guy Oh I got okay, it. I get it now. He kept talking about you and how fabulous you were. Yeah.
1: Well nice. so you already so you already know a little bit about me if you
0: Yeah, now me. we'll see if the stories match up.
1: Exactly. I love it.
0: <laughs> but what's great is what you just said is actually one of the things he mentioned. Was mm-hmm. there is that total difference when you're you're committed to keeping each other in integrity, that there's no, like you said, place to hide. Yeah. And being that reflection that, that helps each of you become stronger and, and more of who you want to be. Totally. Yeah, really cool. Totally. Well, Alexi, what I'd, I'd love to do is, is, as we get started here, ask you, what, what do you feel is, like, what do you use as, I call it a guiding principle. Some people use a quote or a mantra, but something that's kind of your touchstone, that thing that you can come back to when you do kind of get out of integrity and you're off in the weeds, what do you use and, and how can our listeners apply it in their lives?
1: Um. You know, I don't think I have one mantra per se, but what I always do is I remind myself of who and what I am, which is I am divinity. I am. I am everything, and anything in my world is a reflection of me. So whether that's good, bad, profane, profound, amazing, terrible, frustrating, annoying, triggering, whatever it is, it's a reflection of me and when I do get triggered and when I am in those moments where I'm feeling off or I go, you know, I revert into victim mode, I pause and I go, okay, how is this a reflection of me? How am I the space for this to show up? Because, you know, you're either the space for it or you're not. And what I recognize through my own work is Whenever I'm feeling triggered, whenever I'm feeling off, whenever I'm feeling down, it's always a reflection of how I'm showing up to the world. So it's not the person, it's not you know my mom, my dad, my partner, my friend, uh, a business associate, somebody in line at the coffee shop that's triggering me, it's me creating the space for that to be possible. So that's the big reminder for me and I always turn it back on myself and I go, okay, how am I showing up to this situation? What can I learn from this? What's, what's really going on within me that this exterior circumstance is triggering? What's the deeper cause? And when I can get under that, I can really get under some big, 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 big things that are triggered by these little, little tiny sparks. Because there is, you know, it's like I always say that people on the outside are like the lighter fluid to a spark that's already lit within me. So they're just like pouring their lighter fluid on a spark that's already within me. If there's no spark, nothing's gonna happen. But if there's a spark around, you know, let's say abandonment, or if there's a spark around fear or scarcity, that thing is gonna light up. And so I always look for the spark within me.
0: That is great, I love that. You, you made me think of a, a quote from one of our guests, Roy Biancalana that was on the show a while ago, and he said, there are no aha moments when you're pointing the finger.
1: Ah, I love that. And I was like, I love that. that's
0: brilliant. You're right. I love that. That's exactly the difference. It's like when we're just like, oh, you this, you that. You're going to miss it.
1: Yep, totally.
0: You're just going to blow right by it. Yeah. Totally. So let me ask you this then, because one of the things that our, our guests have told us, or our, I'm sorry, our listeners have told us, the guests have too, but that they love the stories our guests share. And it's really cool because it's, you know, it's more than just, you know, a bunch of theory or, or platitudes, but it's actually like what was an experience that you had? And what I'd love for you to do for us, Alexi, is take us to a time in your life when you, well, you're kind of tripped up in partnership and you you kind of screwed up. You you know, what would you trip on? What was going on? And then what did you learn from that that helped you move forward?
1: Mm. Well, you know, what's interesting, and I'll speak to Preston in my relationship because we've got partnership in love and partnership in business as well. Um, when we first started dating and we first started creating together and kind of navigating both of those fields as, you know, this new couple, one of the big things that I learned with him is, and really learned about myself is expectation. And I had this expectation for him to show up how I would show up, you know, in business, I'm very structured and organized and, uh, you know, I'm a big idea person, but I can break it down into all these little facets and know how to put it into action. I'm very organized, you know, I'm a Virgo, so that's that's my strength. That is my strength. And for him, he's very big idea. He's very outside of the box. He's, his thinking is all over the place, and that's what makes him so creative and so brilliant. And at the time, I was trying to force him into my box. You know, business wise, I was getting frustrated. Like, why isn't he supporting me with these particular things? Why isn't he doing the these things that that, you know we kind of assigned to him the way that I would want them to be done? And what I recognized is I had this massive expectation for him to show up as I would show up. And that expectation created so much suffering within myself and created so much dissonance in the relationship because there was this underlying resentment of going like, oh, it's not done right, or oh, I would have done that better, or oh, why isn't it done to the capacity that it should be done, or whatever the story was. And then I noticed that I was doing that in our relationship as well, our love relationship, where you know certain things would happen, um, whether it be something as small as putting the towel back on the oven, you know, the, the little dish rag, or something as big as when we got into a disagreement my expectation was, why isn't he handling this the way that I would handle this? Or why isn't he approaching this situation the way I would approach it? And it was that expectation for him to show up my way that, again, was creating this dissonance and resentment in our relationship. And when we really uncovered that and got that And really got it because we obviously we know that it's two different people Obviously, we know that we both grew up in two totally different environments But when we actually let that land for us and we release the expectation of this person to show up as we expect them To show up or how we think they quote-unquote should show up It just created space for magic to occur it allowed me to see all the gifts that he brought to the table It allowed me to see his unique perspective and how he handles situations. And I actually learned a lot from him because, you know, my way isn't the right way. There's no right or wrong way, but I learned so much from his way. And I I would have never considered doing things his way because I just wasn't brought up the way he was brought up. You know, I didn't have the teachings and the experiences. And it was just such a beautiful lesson that, you know, I still have to remind myself of sometimes because my automatic reaction in situations is to go into my shoulds and my agreements of what, Things should be like, or what it should look like, and I remind myself, "Whoa, you're you're getting a completely different perspective here. There's an opportunity for so much growth, so much learning, and and to figure out a way to actually do this more effectively and and more creatively. You know, to kind of think outside of of your box that you've always done things in because you're you, and when you bring in a new personality to the mix." it's adding a new ingredients into the cake. And it's like, okay, this vanilla cake that you've been making your whole life that you know is amazing, that you know is is a win, everyone loves this vanilla cake, all of a sudden you add in sprinkles. And at first you're like, whoa, sprinkles? I don't know about sprinkles. You know, like I've never had sprinkles in my cake. But then you start going, oh, I can put the sprinkles in the mix. I can put the sprinkles on top of the frosting. How do I want to add the sprinkles? I love the sprinkles. Do we want them rainbow or chocolate? And then you can start taking these ingredients and really playing with it and creating a whole new possibility for yourself. And that's what I realized for me. And it's it's allowed me to really to really just A, be more creative and B, allow myself to be more in the flow and surrender to whatever life is giving me, whatever those ingredients are that show up, I'm kind of open to them now versus before I was kind of shooing them away like, no, 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 that doesn't fit into my recipe. And now it's like, ooh, new ingredients. Okay, how do we want to play with this? So it's really shifted my perspective.
0: That is cool. I I love that analogy of baking a cake. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's two reasons. One is because you know recipes are kind of a scientific method, right? They say totally. you can't you can't improvise in baking. You can in cooking, but not baking. Mm-hmm. And my partner Anna doesn't believe that. Like the first time I saw her baking, she was making up stuff. I'm like, you can't. It won't show up. I mean, like it doesn't work that way. Baking <laughs> has like these things that happen. And she's like, oh no, it'll be fine. And I it would that. come out amazing. And I'm just like, what? That, I like, love that. everything I've ever been told. You can't you can't substitute water for butter. How does that work?
1: She's like, watch me. And she's like, Oh no, we'll
0: put in this. And that's a fat. And this works. And, and she doesn't really know. She's just like going with it. Right. Totally. And she's like, I don't really know how to bake, but that this works and it, it would turn out incredible. And so I had to like go, even though that's like a absolute that baking is a science, because I grew up from a lot, it's a long family of bakers. Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, that's the way you got to do it. And you got to get it right. And which I always used to ask myself, well, If it's such a science, how come it doesn't turn out the same every time?
1: Totally. How come somebody's cookies taste way better than other people's cookies? Yeah. And why is it so hard
0: (laughs) for somebody to take a cake out of a box, put in an egg and some oil and have it work? Right. It's like, this can't be that hard and yet somebody can't do it the same way somebody else does. So it's not really a science.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. You know, I think a lot of us approach our lives as a science. Well, I know what works. I know what works for me. I know what I'm good at. I know what I'm not good at. And we, we kind of stick to that comfort zone. We stick to what we know because, you know, at the end of the day, who wants to look stupid and who wants to to get it wrong? Nobody. So we stick to what we know. But it's, it's for me, what I've learned, and I'm such a, a structured person, I've learned to really relax on that structure a bit and find the joy in just playing and, and being kind of an artist of life. And being less of a robot, if that makes sense.
0: <laughs> yeah, it absolutely does. <laughs> absolutely does. Well, let's do this then. What I'd love to do, Lexi, is take a little, kind of a turn the dial just a little bit. And, and what I'd like to explore, if you don't mind, is a story of a time when you, you had one of those, I call it a duh moment.
1: Mm. One of those
0: times when you're just like, okay, how have I been such a knucklehead? I don't even know how I missed this. It's been so obvious. And what did you take that that kind of wake up moment and how were you able to turn that into a building block for your future partnerships?
1: Mm, interesting. Ooh, okay. I've got a great one. This is a great one. So in my nonprofit Epic, I've got um, a partner who's incredible. She's like a sister to me. We started it as best friends. We were about a year into our friendship when we were 20 years old. And, you know, now 10 plus years later, we're family. And for the first I would say about six years, I had no idea how to communicate with her, and there was this moment where I recognized I was trying to get something across to Tennille, and it just wasn't working, and I was feeling her resistance, I was feeling her shut down, and I I forget what it was about, but I remember the essence of this moment, and in the moment I was, it was like I kind of took a step outside of myself, and was watching myself just Completely destroy our relationship, and you know, saying, Why aren't you getting this? What's not making sense? Why is this not resonating? And I just felt us separating, I felt us not being able to work together. And we literally had a conversation within this conversation where it was like, Maybe we just need to split up, maybe this partnership isn't going to work, maybe one of us takes epic and runs with it, and you know, because we can't communicate. And we had gotten to the point in our friendship where. You know, we we were really just in it for Epic. Epic became our child, and it was almost like we were separated parents that were just cordial because of the baby. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it was crazy because it was the, – the duh moment was me – Communicating with her and seeing how I was communicating with her, and seeing that, you know, the, up to the, the six years leading up to this, that was my style of communication with her. And granted, she had her style of communicating with me as well that wasn't as effective, but, you know, we can never look at the other person. We always have to look at ourselves. And in this moment of kind of seeing outside of myself, it struck me that Tanil communicates very differently than I communicate. And she's a supporter. Like she is all about doing anything for people she loves. She's all about, she's like a walking heart, you know, a heart on legs. She's literally just all heart. And what I was seeing was I was speaking to logic and I was speaking to, you know, the bigger why. And I was speaking to all these things that just weren't weren't her first things. And in that moment, I took a step back I took about an hour break from the conversation because things got really heated. Took a step back, sat on it, and said, "You know what? I've got to shift. I've got to shift. All Tuniel wants from me is friendship. All she wants is love. All she wants is to know that she matters and means something to me. And up until this point, you know, six years in, we had gotten so far from that. Like so far from that, it became all business, all mission, all give back." And, and the relationship really suffered for that. And I saw this as a turning point moment for for Epic. We were either going to, you know, call it quits and one of us was going to take the reins. Or we were going to find a way to deepen our relationship and make this better than ever. And came back to the situation. And the first thing I said was, I just want you to know how much I love you and how much you mean to me. And how much I appreciate you in my life as my sister, as my friend and how much this whole experience matters so much, but it doesn't matter at all. You know, we could do epic, we could not do epic, but I want us to be good. And I don't want our friendship to fail at the sake of this bigger vision. And it was within that moment where I saw, it was like a light bulb went off for me, because I saw that that's all she wanted the whole time. Like for six years, that's all she wanted, that's all she needed, that's all I needed to do to get her on the page of you know, productivity for our nonprofit. She was waiting around for that. She was waiting to know that the, the essence and the love of what created this magical child called Epic, she wanted to make sure that was still there. Because for her, that's that was the most important thing. And to her credit, since we've kind of reestablished that importance and and the love that created Epic and that bond and that friendship and that... Commitment to want to live our higher purpose out since we've really focused on that and we make that priority number one Everything in our nonprofit has just exploded everything like our vision has taken off our impact has scaled It's deepened the integrity of the people we work with everything has just shifted because our priorities shifted You know instead of being focused on like the business aspect and the results we focus on the love and the integrity and the relationship. And that's really what's become the thing that set us apart as a nonprofit. Now, you know, five years later at this point where people go, you guys just do things differently because it's so grounded in love. And I really credit Neil for that because that's what she was standing for the whole time, even though I don't think she, she could have put words to it at that time. She could now. Um, but that's all she wanted. And that's what she knew was important to kind of, keep the essence of Epic together. And when I showed up to her with that set of importance, and when I showed up to her and spoke her language, her love language, it just, it shifted everything. And it's completely changed the dynamic of the two of us, the dynamic of us in our business in our relationship. And it's just, it's fantastic. And it was a total like hit myself over the head moment because I I had been, I had been talking to her and communicating with her the wrong way for six years. Like, and it was just one of those things like this could have been so easy, but I've been resisting it for whatever reason, you know, maybe a million reasons I was resisting it. But when I finally got that, that we get to speak to people's listening and and Tennille's listening is always rooted in support and love. So now in our business, I just, I speak to her listening first and then I can throw any bit of logic and results and business speak because she's not an entrepreneur, you know? And I grew up with parents who are entrepreneurs and she didn't have that upbringing. So she needs the love and the support and, and the community aspect of it first and then I can bring all the business speak in. And it was just a really breakthrough moment for us because, uh, you know, now things just operate differently because of that new standard that
0: was set. That is cool. Yeah, yeah I, I, what I love about that, Alexi, is you're, you're really, you really, you mentioned it, you're you're applying basically her love language yep. to a work environment. A lot of people don't think about how this carries over when you think of, you know, that, that wonderful book, The Five Love Languages, and people go, so oh, yeah, it's all about relationship, like my romantic or family. And it's like, no, 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 what, what about the people you work with? Totally. What if they hate when you come up and pat them on the back?
1: Uh-huh, exactly. But like if you gave
0: it. them a donut, they'd be thrilled.
1: <laughs> totally, totally.
0: It's like these little things and we just think, oh, this is the universal way of showing appreciation or showing respect or whatever. It's like, no, it never is. So yeah, having that, you know, taking that moment with that one specific partnership and going, wait, what's appropriate here?
1: Yeah.
0: What's the Absolutely. only thing they're asking for? Absolutely. Oh, I never would have thought of that. <laughs> exactly.
1: It's such It's such a like... Right, of course. Of course. And it seems so easy, but it's really hard to do if your if your love language isn't the same as theirs. Yes. And Tunil and I have a dramatically different love language. She's all about the words of affirmation and knowing that people care. And she's so good at giving that. I'm not the best at giving that. You know, I barely call my friends. I'm just not a phone person. I'm I'm more my love language is acts of service. So I will mm-hmm. bend over backwards and you know, move worlds for my friends and people I care about, but forming it into a sentence is a lot harder for me and it's obviously something I'm working on, but at the time it was really hard for me to do and, you know, but I recognize how important it is for her and if she's important to me in my partnership, my friendship and my business, I have to make sure that I can learn to speak her language, period. And I think, you know, we all get to do that in our work relationships, in our in our personal relationships. We get to find out what makes them tick, what really, you know, lights them up, how a lot of people don't even listen to us. They can be there and like pretend like they're listening, but they're not actively listening until we trigger their love language because they don't feel cared for first. So people need to feel cared for first before they can actually digest what we're saying to them. That was just a huge breakthrough for
0: me. Yeah, yeah, as it would be for all of us. And, and hopefully we, we get to that point. And I, I want to highlight something you mentioned, Alexi, because I think it's something that we, we tend to do that can kind of steer us off course. And you said, you know, giving those words of affirmation is not something you really, that's not your forte. And of course, you're working on it. And the, what I want to highlight is it's not that you have to change who you are. No. It's that you go, oh, I can be aware that that's a possibility for someone else, even though it doesn't necessarily do it for me. That's it. Because a lot of times we think, oh, now I have to get good at words of affirmation. No, not really. Because chances are, if it's not yours, you'll never be good at it. (laughs) But you can be aware that somebody else receives that and you can stumble through it and it still makes their day.
1: That's it. And you know what? That is so true because I I feel so awkward giving words of information <laughs> because it, it, it doesn't feel natural to me, right? Yeah. It's not my natural love language. Understand. It's not yeah, it's just and and I see people who do it so beautifully and so flawlessly. I have so many friends who do it and I'm like, wow. You know, I'm so inspired by them, the way they acknowledge people and show their gratitude. But like you said, all it takes is it's the intention. And when I speak to Tanil, I, I know that it may not come out as beautiful and as flawlessly as it would from her mouth, but for her, it's it's the thought that counts. It's the fact that I'm there and I'm trying, and, and literally, I can say four words, and that's all she needs. That's it.
0: That's great. Great. I, that was amazing story. Thank you. Well, let's do this. Let's Let's actually change gears. And okay. what I'm gonna ask you to do is share one more story with us, and this one would be, more in the more in the present so what i'm looking for is what is i would call it like one of those really proud moments of partnership that's going on right now in your life
1: Mm. well i had one like just what was it yesterday no two days ago i guess um i was just in tulum for my bachelorette thing i don't want to say party because i don't drink and i don't you know no strippers were involved <laughs> <that way. laughs> uh, it was just a bunch of girls who got together on the same uh, you know beach road that Preston and all his guy friends got together and we we did our own thing during the day and then at night we had some co-ed time but I had one of my best friends one of my my friends that I've known for the longest time of my life Jackie um, who came down and and Jackie and I have we've had our seasons in friendship you know we've known each other since I was 18 years old she um, was now 14 years and we've been through so much, you know, she was she's a little bit older than me and she kind of took me under her wing as her little sister in New York City and showed me the ropes of New York and, and really was such a huge influence in my life. And obviously we grow so much in our 20s and, you know, Jackie and I were growing on the same growth path for so many years and then at one point we just kind of veered off and took our own paths and i'd say for the last 2 years we kind of grew apart a little bit and it was it was interesting because when I, she showed up i hadn't seen her and God, it's, it had been a while since I had seen her because she lives in Puerto Rico and she travels the world. She's a flight attendant, but also does healing work all over the world. Um, so we, we always miss each other. Like we just haven't seen each other a lot over the last two years. So spending time with her at first, it, it felt a little awkward. Like, oh, how do I, how do I step back into this relationship with her? Because uh, we knew each other as a very particular way, you know? In our twenties, we knew each other so deeply in a very particular time of our lives, and we're, we've both grown out of that time. You know, neither of us are interested in in the same things that we were interested in. Um, both of us have had massive awakenings and massive shifts, and it's funny because we're both on similar paths where we're doing, you know, healing work and working with people to uncover the truth of themselves. But it it looks totally differently. She's very much in the esoteric world and in, you know, the the ancient healing arts. And I'm very much in the personal development transformation space. And we had this the first day where it was like this kind of tension, I want to say. But it wasn't tension. Obviously, everything was good. But it was like the big gorilla in the room, you know, like the nine million pound gorilla in the room that was like, okay, he's there, but nobody wants to talk about it and um and it was interesting because we the first night that she got in she got in a day late than everyone else and her and i stayed up late and we sat under the stars on the beach and we just talked and it what it took was naming the gorilla and it was this really beautiful moment where it was like things feel weird like things feel off between us and and things things used to just feel so seamless with us and like Like, you know, it was just so easy and now things feel so distant and and different and what's under that? Like, what's under that for you? And she told me what was under that for her and, you know, we... I got to listen to her and I didn't make her wrong about anything. I didn't take anything personally because I know it's her process that she's going through. And then I shared with her what was coming up for me around that. And she didn't make me wrong. And she didn't, you know, take anything personal because she knew that it was my process that I was going through. And it was this really beautiful moment where I saw the evolution of us both kind of happening in real time where I think in the past I would have taken it really personally and I would have you know, try to explain myself or, or, you know, make her wrong for how she felt or, or whatever, just try and quote unquote, save face. And I feel like she would have tried to do the same in the past, but it was this really beautiful space of surrender and grace where we just allowed each of us to have this moment of being heard and, and really clearing, clearing the space and clearing the air for each of us and saying what we feel like we've missed from each other and, and you know what we've expected from each other, and knowing that we can never expect anything, but just you know, honoring each other's feelings and honoring each other's um, process. There was just this really beautiful moment where naming that gorilla and allowing the space for us to both be heard and to heal through that that listening created such a deeper experience of Jackie and myself in our relationship than I've ever had. You know, we had this really profound breakthrough in our relationship, where now I feel like we know each other in a way that we've never known each other, and it's far surpassed anything that we had created in the last 14 years, and now I feel like it's this like fresh start. I feel like I have a new friend that I have this amazing history with, but that I get to know all over again in such a deeper way. So it was just this really great moment of of me recognizing that when we don't take things personally, and, and when we don't make it about us, like, oh, well, she feels like I haven't, da, 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 because that's normally what I would do. You know, like, you know, two years ago, three years ago, that totally would have been my MO um, and trying to explain myself so I don't look stupid or feel stupid and just being in the space of like, you know what? It's her process and I'm going to honor her process because I love her and I'm going to hear her out and listen to her and not have a rebuttal and just, you know, acknowledge her and... I acknowledge that her feelings mean something to me and that's what I care about. And now we have a fresh start and it was just, just this really beautiful moment for me of clarity that that's what I get to do all over my life and it worked so well, it was so effective in bringing us closer together that um, it's just one of those breakthrough moments. It's really great.
0: That's great. What a, what a really wonderful story. I, I'm, I'm just sitting here smiling going, how cool.
1: Yeah, it was
0: really good. It was good. Well, Alexi, we've actually arrived at a part of the show I call Bring It All Home. And this is where we actually step away from the stories. And I ask you to provide some simple, concrete guidance for our listeners that they can apply to their partnerships right now. And where I'd like to start is, what would you say is the best partnership or relationship advice that you've ever received?
1: Mm, Best advice that I've ever received? You know, I think the best advice I've ever received is take your time. And I received that from a mentor of mine who's been married for quite a few years and has a really beautiful relationship. And what he meant by that was conditionally we want to react. You know, we want to react and we all have these reactions that come from years of programming and years of hurt and pain and suffering. And when something happens and we get triggered and that lighter fluid gets you know, thrown onto our spark, take your time. Don't react so quickly. Don't say that first thing that's on your brain or on your heart. Just take your time. Sit with it for a second. Breathe. Remind yourself why you're here in this relationship. I love this person. Okay. Get clear about why this person is showing up the way they're showing up right now. Maybe they're hurt. Maybe they need to feel heard. And then respond from a place of clarity and love. And that's you know, not the easiest thing to do when you're getting triggered and your ego wants to have a rebuttal and your ego wants to win and be right. And I find the more time I take and the more I breathe and the more I remember why I'm here because I love this person or because of a business relationship, you know, the, the bigger why I can, I can really respond from, a much better place and this is coming from someone who used to be very reactionary <laughs> very reactionary um so that's that's the best advice that supported me in a way that that will you know have a ripple effect that i'll never see the end of
0: yeah that's that's a great piece of advice well let me ask you this then let's see what what would you say is like the book or resource that you would recommend to our listeners and why that particular one
1: Mm, okay, there's a book called Osho, uh, called Intimacy by Osho, and Osho is a mystic and um, very controversial. So you know, take him for whatever you take him as. But I personally feel that this book, and I've read all of his books, but this particular book on intimacy is a fascinating way to see intimate relationships and partners, partnerships. And it's completely changed the way that I view partnership. It's completely changed the way that I view love. It's completely changed the way that I view freedom. It's completely changed the way that I view human to human interaction. Um, it's just, it's so profound. I've read it at least 10 times and I've gifted it and had my friends borrow it and I actually have a friend who's dropping off my copy today because I want to read it again. (laughs) I I just love it. Like I cannot get enough of it and every time I read it it's like some new opening happens and some new opening occurs for me that I just it just blows my mind. It's so good. It is so good.
0: Excellent. Excellent. There you go folks. So uh, if you if you didn't jot that down there will be a link to it on the website. Uh, Don't worry about that. So one of the things that's really clear to me, Alexi, is you got a lot to share. <laughs> and I love it. And I, I want to make sure our listeners know how to contact you and learn more about what you're up to. Can you give us that information?
1: Sure. Well, I actually love connecting with people. So please reach out. Um, you can find all the information about me on my website, which is AlexiPanos.com. And then I'm all over social media, Facebook, Instagram, um, YouTube, at AlexiPanos. And Comment on my stuff. Tell me how you found me. Tell me that you found me through this show. I love connecting with people. I actually find that it makes social media uh, more human to actually have a conversation through the comments or through messages. So so please reach out because I really do appreciate that.
0: Excellent. Excellent. And again, we'll, we'll have all those links on the site uh, for the show page for Alexi. So if anybody's out there, which most of you probably are on a run, mowing the lawn, doing yard work, whatever, don't worry about writing that down. It'll be easy for you to just go to Speaking a Partnership, type in Alexi's name, and everything will be right there for you. Beautiful. Well, Alexi, this has been so cool. I have loved hearing your stories and, and getting to know you a little bit better. And I know our, our listeners are just sitting there going, wow, I'm I'm going to be digesting this for a while. <laughs> it's awesome. I love your energy. Thank you for being on the show.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been such an honor. And um, I just, I just want to share that I'm so grateful for people like you doing this work. Because it's so important to to share these types of conversations with people. I think it really opens up so many amazing possibilities for the world.
0: Well, thank you very much. And see, you're not bad at, at words of affirmation. That was <laughs> I'm great. Working on
1: it. I'm working on that it. That was
0: great. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Be sure you catch the bonus stories from our guests on follow your yes friday it's easy to do just go to your favorite podcast directory search for speaking a partnership and click subscribe like what you hear leave us a rating and review on stitcher or itunes the greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else either in person or on the web have a great day and remember even when you stumble you're still moving forward peace